since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne, of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello, happy Friday. We are doing things a little bit differently today. We're taking a break from the Real Sober Mom Life bonus series. So we've been having those bonus episodes every Friday. We're taking a little bit of a break from that. Stay tuned for more to come on that and what that's going to look like pretty soon. But today I wanted to share this preview of a Patreon episode. So in case you're new, we have Patreon and that's where all of our bonus content lives. I share at least one bonus episode a week. A lot of them are with my mom who is a retired therapist. And you can choose which level you would like to support the podcast. 
at the lowest level, that's the $5 level, $5 a month will get you all of the bonus content. $7 a month will get you the video episodes of every podcast episode. And then also the $10 episode, you get a shout out on the podcast and also stay tuned for a live Q&A with my mom probably once or twice a month. Um, and that's $10 a month. So stay tuned for that. But I wanted to share the preview of this bonus episode over here on the main feed because I think that this is such an important one and I want everyone to hear this. We're talking about the five stages of change. And this doesn't just apply to sobriety. It applies to any behavior change. But I think when we're thinking about sobriety and where we are, this might help you just kind of gather your thoughts. When you're listening to this episode, I want you to think about where you might be and what stage you're in as far as changing goes, changing your behavior with alcohol and your relationship with it. Also, this also helps when you're thinking about if you have a husband who still drinks or a best friend who still drinks. And I think it's so important to recognize where someone is in these stages. So my mom says it way better than I just did. I hope you find this helpful. As always, if you love the podcast, if you are finding it helpful and if it's becoming a tool in your sobriety journey, please just do me a favor and go rate and review it. Those really help us get in front of more moms who need to hear it. Come and follow me on Instagram at my kind of sweet. That is where you will see my full sober life. Um, the sober mom life on Instagram is where you'll find all things podcast and then also our Facebook group is just rapidly growing, and that's The Sober Mom Life on Facebook. All of those links are in the show notes, as well as the link to go support us on Patreon. We are keeping this space ad-free, and that's how you can support us and get these bonus episodes every week. So I hope you enjoy this episode with my mom. Hey, welcome to the bonus episode. If you are yay. listening to this, yay. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Because of you guys, I'm able to just keep doing this. Keep doing the damn thing. <laughs> we have mom today. And we're so glad. We're so glad. Hi. Hi, mom. Hi, hi. Mom hi, is girl. here. We're going to talk another mental health moment. If you are new to this Patreon space, mom is a retired therapist. And she knows all about mental health <laughs> there. I do. You do, Mom. I do. Everything there is to She know. has conquered mental health. And so <laughs> we're... I've beaten it into a pulp and <laughs> wrestled it to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to talk, Mom. What do we decide we're going to talk about today? I think today we're going to talk about the stages of change. The stages of change, which could be a 60s song. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. mom's been playing hey me. There. <laughs> Georgie girl. Mom's been playing me a lot of 60s songs, guys, and they sound exactly the same. <laughs> but I feel like stages of change is a 60s song. No. But in this case, right. it's not. It's very serious. This is nothing to joke about. Very serious. Nothing to joke about. Very serious. We will not have any joking. There's no laughing when we're changing. Okay. (laughs) We've talked about this a little bit. If you guys are in the Zoom meetings on Tuesday, this has come up, I think, a couple weeks in a row just about how the stages of change can guide us through sobriety and as – because choosing not to drink is a big change for a lot of us, especially if we've been drinking since – I mean, 
or 18, High school. 14. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. definitely yeah. our entire adult lives and probably for longer than that. And so change is hard. Um, but this, I, I liked hearing this because it, it brought some sense to the change. And it's just like, we're not just playing willy nilly with change. It's like, there are actually steps that you go through when you're changing, which makes it feel like, oh, people have done this before. This has been studied. Yeah. Change is possible. Yes. And there are, there are these steps that we go through to change. So let's talk about the five – what is it? <laughs> it's Well, there are five steps. Okay. And then there's a six that we'll, talk, we'll get there's into. There's that trap door. But this was yeah, – yeah, that's right. This was identified by Prochaska and De Clementi. Mm -hmm. And they, they – they are the ones that also um, develop what's called motivational interviewing. So we do, you don't confront people when you want them to change because all that does is it increases their defensiveness and they're used to hearing all the bad shit yeah. and they don't want to hear it. So, um, and so recognizing motor motivational that interviewing, lawyers use that too, right? Like you walk them right up to the water, but you don't have them drink it. Like you, you kind of guide them, right? Right. That's exactly right. And I think what happened is motivational interviewing be was a mental health thing, particularly with addictions. Mm -hmm. And now it's expanded. I mean, they use it in doctor's offices when they're trying to get somebody to take their diabetic yeah. medicine and they don't do it. They use it because, it because what it is, is you're joining with the person, you're listening, and you're not confronting. You just do not confront or go at them. Yeah when you're trying to get them to do something different than what they are currently doing. You guys, doing. we'll have a whole other episode on this, but this just makes me think about spouses who drink. And yes. that comes up so much if your spouse still drinks. The The tactic is not like, well, you still drink and you need to stop drinking because then they're right, just going to be right. defensive and argue. And so, the, yeah, we'll have a whole episode about that. But instead of going against them, join right. them. Yeah. And that's and that's that old school sort of AA. You have to admit. First step is admit you're an alcoholic, mm -hmm. and that's what kept people a lot of people away from that. Because I'm not I'm not going to say that. And so fuck you. Yes. I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I always have said in my journey is this idea of AA that just kept me drinking because there's no way I felt powerless to this thing, and there's no way I'm going to declare myself powerless to this. So if that's the exactly. only option. Count me out. Exactly. Exactly. So with motivational interviewing and recognizing that there are stages of change, the first stage is pre-contemplation. And that's when you're in this space. Don't talk to me about a problem. I don't have a problem. It's everybody else. If they just back off, if my wife would just leave me alone, it's her problem that she doesn't drink at all. So she's all yeah. upset about my drinking. It's not a big deal. So with, when you're with someone who's in pre-contemplation, you just cannot confront that because it doesn't work. Yeah. And so actually what we do as therapists when some, well, a lot of times people, if they're in pre-contemplation, they're not in our office. Yeah, because they're not even, they're, so they're not, that door is just shut. It's not even, I'm not right. thinking about. Even even uh, if it is like in the in their gut, they might, but they're not even open to seeing any of that. 
Right. Like maybe their wife said, if you don't go get some help, I'm leaving you. Yeah, and yeah. so then they come or they've got an OWI and they have to go. And so they, but they are not buying in. Mm-hmm. They are not a customer. They are not. A, and so with that, you just, you just join with them. And you know, what I sometimes do is I, I would say, yeah, I don't see that you have any problem at all. I mean, what, what on earth is the problem? There's none. Mm-hmm. And then that opens the door for them to say, well, you know, my wife is pretty pissed yeah. or, well, I do have an OWI. Yeah, there is that one so you, time. <laughs> that's right. So you allow space for them to just consider. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to the, the contemplation phase. And that's where they're ambivalent. And we see a lot of people in this stage. Uh, yeah, oh, I probably should at least get a handle on it or, yeah, yeah, I don't like when I wake up with a hangover. I don't like that. Oh man, I spent my whole paycheck and whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but then they're like, yeah, but I, but it's not that bad, big of a deal. I can control it. So there's the, in that phase, they're considering they've got the plus and the minus. And then that's what we focus on is like, well, what's the good stuff? Mm-hmm. What's the bad stuff? And let's be honest about it. And then that opens up into the next stage, which is called preparation. Mm. So I'm now thinking, okay, I probably should stop, but I have no idea what my life would look like if I weren't Mm -hmm. drinking. All my friends drink, all my activities are surrounding by alcohol. I'm just, I just don't even know what that would look like. That's a wonderful stage. And that's sort of where, where, that's where you're talking to a lot of people in that stage, sober, curious. Right. And they're still probably drinking because they're not, right? They're not, they're not ready. They've not had that moment of, oh, okay, I'm done. It's not that. It's like this, oh God, I'm starting to feel and see the effects of alcohol and what it's done, but I'm not sure. It's still probably a lot of fear. I'm scared. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and that's that that sober curious when you don't push them, you just help them sort of imagine what would that be like? And that's what you do so well in your in all the stuff that you do is like, okay, let's think about what would your first 4th of July look like? Right. What would your first wedding look like? Mm-hmm. And 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 all of this uh, information and all of this consideration. And that's, that's just such a wonderful phase because, I think or that stage that, because- yeah, like that is it, for me, it feels like the most important phase. And I hear from a lot of women in this phase of like, wow, so I've been following you or I've just recently realized that I'm drinking more than I'd like to, or I'm, just starting to think about how much I'm drinking. And I think that that's such a, that's a huge, a huge stage. And I think a lot of times they feel like I should be able just to stop. And I always say like, this is like, this is the, I think that this is the most important stage because probably for the first time in your life, you're opening the door and you're examining your, your relationship with alcohol when we've never done that before. That's right. And this stage can go for years. Yeah. I mean, it can, it's not, you know, when you talk about stages, you think in terms of like, okay, I'm going to do this one for three months right. and this one for three. It, you know, we're not math equations right. and we don't work like that. And so that preparation and, and we can vacillate back and forth between stages. So I can be pre-contemplative. I move from that when I first start thinking, well, maybe. Yeah. And then the preparation stage where I'm really trying to gather information, see who else is sober, mm-hmm. which that, again, your 
Sober Mom Life podcast and your mm-hmm. your Instagram. All of that stuff is helping people look at, oh, this could be yeah, how like, it oh, would wow, look. this might be a possibility. Like my life might not be over. <laughs> Right. I don't have to be a dork not yeah, to drink. I'm not, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know if you still use dork. I like when you <laughs> say dork. It sounds so funny. <laughs> so Wisconsin. I know. I know. Um, well, I'll work on that. I'm getting rid no, of that. No, I like that. I like the dork. But, but the dork. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that preparation stage can go on for a long time yeah. and you can vacillate back from, um, you know, contemplating it and I'm preparing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I, I would say a lot of, a lot of people that are following you are, they're in that stage, but then the next stage is action. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing it, yeah. right? We're, we are, you know, like when we are in that group that you have, it's like, okay, this person has 15 days. This person has three years. Yeah. You have three years, yeah. you know? So, so that's the action stage. I'm doing it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, wading through all these firsts. I'm figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gathering my tribe. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring out, you know, I've got connecting with people that help yeah, me. Yeah, and figure out what I need in this and what it, yeah. Yes, yes. And paying attention to, okay, how do I feel and what do I do when I feel that way instead of drinking and all of yeah. that. Yes. And then after a year, they, well, when we diagnose a dependence uh, or a substance use disorder, we we say after a year, then that's considered um, in in remission uh, full. And so okay. it's a full year, then you're fully in remission. Okay, so that's interesting but, because that is like even for drinking, that's what it's considered for a yep, year. Wow, yep. that is because I always say like that first year is the hardest. Yes. It just yes. is. It, it does seem to get easier and i never say this is easy but it gets easier after that first year and you have experienced everything That's the thing. you've experienced every season yes. every holiday yes everything um well not maybe everything not life can throw at you yeah. right right but yeah you but w- you, once you kind of once you tie the you know your first holiday your first thanksgiving your first easter your first valentine's day once you start severing that tie to alcohol it just it just gets easier and easier from there. So it is that first, those firsts are the, the hardest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the, where the most learning comes from. And so, so then, so the action phase and that can go on a long time, but then we would technically consider the next phase, which is, or stage, which is maintenance. And okay. then that's okay. Now I'm a sober person for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. so to say, so, so maintenance is, um, this is the way I live. Yeah. Oh, that's the sweet spot. You guys, that is the sweet spot where yeah. it's not, it's not work. That is the sweet. It's not work. Right. It's just, right. It's who you are. You're not yeah, white knuckling it, thinking yeah. about it. What first thing you wake up. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you're not, that's, that's where I, so, where I sit is. Yeah. That feels good. Yes. You're. Yes, you're definitely in the maintenance phase. I mean, you've got, you just celebrated three years. It's just who you are. It's just your life. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you don't think about it. That's not true. You think about I it know. a lot. I, it's I your think work. about it now more than ever, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but so those are the five stages that we go through. And then there is a sixth stage, 
which is relapse. Mm -hmm. And people are often uncomfortable with that as a a quote unquote normal stage. Right. That relapse is part of change. Yeah. And and when we talk about that, people often have a, a real negative reaction to it. Like, well, you're just giving me permission then to go back right. to it. And that's not it at all. But what yeah. we want to do is normalizing that you this may not be a linear path. Mm-hmm. And that you may have false starts and you may slip and you may lapse and you may relapse. You may relapse for a year or mm-hmm. just a day. So um, the importance of recognizing relapse as just another stage is not to lose hope and not to feel like a failure and not to beat yeah. yourself up. But to look at right. that is, okay, this is a stage what do I learn from this stage? Mm-hmm. And if you can avoid feeling shame, a lapse or a relapse is loaded with good information about yourself. Why did I do it? Yeah. Not what the hell's wrong with you that you did it, but like, okay, what right. was leading me to go back? Yes. Yeah. And and I like that. Yes. What's the difference between a lapse and a relapse? Well, what we would say is a lapse is just, you know, we were talking the other day about someone that there was some wine left over in the fridge. And so she drank mm-hmm. the rest of that bottle. That was a lapse. That was, and then right back at it the next day. Fine. Okay. I feel bad, but I'm not going to beat myself up. I've learned. Yeah. Um, that's a lapse. A relapse would be, okay, so I'm, you know, going to drink. I, I'm just not going to think about sobriety right now. And I'm, I'm, I just I'm just going for it. Go back to drinking. Yeah. 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 So it's, it really is, um, I guess the determining which you would call that would be the length of time mm-hmm. and the seriousness of how much you go back to it. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's so interesting. And I think, and a, a lot of people never get out of the pre-contemplation phase, right? That's right. And yes, so like absolutely. Th- this this isn't like a yeah, that generally I would say if you're listening to this, you're probably in the preparation or the action phase stage. Yes, yes. That's right. right. Or it the maintenance. could even be the pre- well, yes, we have a lot the of people contemplation. I think, in maintenance and it's yeah, I think it can be contemplation too because I'm I'm yeah. I'm just yeah. ambivalent about what I want. I don't know if I have a problem, and so yeah. so yeah, gathering info, which the problem yeah. is the you alcohol. Know, um, guys. One thing. What's that? You said you said I don't know if I have a problem. I said which the problem is the alcohol. Just a PS. Oh right, right. <laughs> right. Do you know when, one of the things you said earlier? I wanted to just circle yeah. back to because you said. You could in when you're in the preparation phase, you could still be drinking. Yeah. And it makes me think of Annie Grace's book. She yes. said in that book, don't stop drinking. Yeah. Keep drinking while you're reading this book. Yes. And I thought that was so smart because it's like, don't decide until you're got some info here. Right. Yeah. I know that easy way by Alan Carr, who he if you guys are looking for oh. more resources too, he has, I mean, he's helped millions of people stop smoking. He does, he yeah. has ones on sugar, on all of these behavioral changes. And he has one on sobriety. And he says that too, like continue to do the habit while you're listening or reading the books. Yes. Yeah. Cause then the pressure is off. It, it's just like, right. okay, I'm just going to gather information. I'm just, I haven't decided. And I can just and take this infor- no, information. Yeah. And then there's no romanticizing it either. Right. Right. 
Because right. I think that right. that's so easy to do when we're away from something and we can forget in those early stages, we can forget what it actually did and what it is and we can romanticize it. And instead it's like, no, I, I, I'm going to continue to see this up close while I'm learning about it. So then it's kind of like blinders yes. off. Let me really see what this is. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 So the whole idea of recognizing these stages really is so you could feel, I don't like to use the word normal, but it normalizes what we go through Yeah, when we're trying yeah. to change anything. And, and yes. they're not discrete uh, stages where, you know, this one takes one month, this takes three months. It's just, we're just sort of, it's life is messy and right. we're going to go through these stages, but not in a prescribed way. And just recognizing, yeah. oh, here's where I am. Oh, oh, this makes sense. Right. Like, oh, this is, I remember the mental health moment talking about this. Like, this isn't something that is a yeah. weakness in me that I cannot, what is wrong with me that I can't control this? And why can't I do this? This, that's not, that's not what it is, guys. Right, right. Yeah. So we had talked previously about the difference between shame and guilt and how guilt is, you know, helps us, it builds us up. It helps us understand ourselves where shame just makes us feel bad about ourselves, And then we have less possibility of being successful because we feel like a piece of shit. Right. So that's why, that's why we say that relapse is part of change. So we avoid any hint of shame and we just go, yep, that's how this shit works. Right. And, and yes. that it can be so valuable. And the things yes, that, exactly. that you learn rather than a white knuckling and crossing off those days. And it's just like not there's some there's some introspection that that is is missed when we're just white knuckling something and trying to get through it rather than really figuring out why you drink, when you turn to it, when you feel triggered, when your defenses feel the weakest and as long as you if if you have a lapse and you come out of it with that information i mean that i can't think of a better way to get that in like that's that's gold that's gold that's a great way to put that that is so loaded with great yeah. information it makes you so much stronger the next time yeah that's yes. what reminds me of in the group too we had we had someone who you know, wasn't going to give herself a gold star after she had a really, she was in a really tough social situation and she was fighting it and fighting it and white knuckling through it. And then she had a lapse and then she learned, you know, what happened and why that happened. And then she wasn't going to give herself a gold star on her chart. And we all kind of came to the conclusion of like, man, if you don't deserve a gold star after this, like this yes, is when you yes. get the gold star. That exactly. is when you get not when you just white knuckle through a day and and have your blinders on and just okay you didn't drink that's great, but when you can come out of something with information about yourself and your relationship with alcohol that's only going to propel you into sobriety that's when you deserve that gold star. That's exactly right. And you know what was so cool about that story is when she told it in the group, and there are fifty yeah. women in the group, yeah. and every one of them was like, you know, chatting, typing in the chat yes. box, and just yes. like, you know, yay, you. Yeah. And I mean, what a wonderful, totally, what a wonderful group that they did that for her. Yeah, it's so true too. How how it just highlights how hard we are we are on ourselves. And yet when we hear somebody else's story, it's so easy to see 
how strong someone is and to have compassion and to see that that was just so valuable. And yet we can just get so in shrivel up inside into ourselves and, and, and steeped in that shame. But once you shake that shame off and you, you know, step back and see, wait a second, I'm doing something really fucking amazing, really hard. I am changing. I am changing my behavior. I'm changing my habits. I'm changing things that I've done for the past 20, 30, 15 years. I'm changing that. Like that is huge. So huge. no matter what stage you're at, um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Change is not easy. Change is possible. You can do it, but it's not easy. Yeah, right. It's not easy, but it. But you can do it. And you can I, do I just, it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I celebrate you, can, you Suzanne, you for it. all of this that you're showing everybody. It's just awesome. Thank you, Mom. We're yeah. like the dream team. We're like we are. We're like Michael Except Jordan, short. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Yeah, except, except we're short. We're, we're shorter than that. <laughs> and mom's shorter than I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> and getting shorter. <laughs> and mom's getting shorter. Oh, well, I love you. I'm so grateful for you, you and too. your your just your knowledge and your wisdom. And I'm oh, thank glad you, sweet girl. You're here. Thank you. Yes, I love I'm you. I'm glad I'm here too. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. We might not break the political and pop culture news of the week. But we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.